Hey everyone, welcome back. Today I want to speak into two different paradigms that I see playing out, two different lenses that we can look at the world around us through, and the importance of each of these different paradigms and what each of these paradigms hold for us. And through understanding and integrating both of these paradigms, what practically does our world look like moving forward? Hey, hey everybody. Hey Amber, hey Gerald, hey Kai. Okay, wow, you guys all jumped on so fast. So, with the last video that I did talking about OI versus AI, I haven't been quiet lately about the fact that we are in the middle of a spiritual warfare, about the fact that there seems to be very blatantly a new earth paradigm and an old earth paradigm, about the fact that there are forces that are operating outside of the law of one, outside of the principles of taking everybody as a part of ourselves. That's seemingly the, this dark force, these separation-based consciousness forms that exist. So this archetypal battle is something that I've been speaking into. But I think it's really important to continue to marry that and to understand that within the context of co-creation and within the context of responsibility. What happens, I think for so many of us, when we start to get in contact with this archetypal battle which is taking place, is sometimes we can lose sight of the fact that that battle is taking place internally as well because you are a an aspect a fragment of all that is what can happen is we can start to get sucked into victim and victimizer programs now i've spoken about this before in private workshops but i don't know if i've spoken into this here on ig polarity which is a law of this dimension is quite different from a lot of what we're witnessing. So first and foremost, we have to be able to differentiate between, let's say, masculine and feminine is a polarity. Victim-victimizer, for example, though it may seem organic, I would argue is an exploitation of the natural laws of polarity which exist. Now, you can have leadership and followship, you can have those kind of energies and dynamics, but that feels very different from domination and submission. Or like I was just saying, this victim victimizer. I think for so many people, when we start to learn about the context, which is that there are literally beings that are operating in a way that would like to strip you of your free will. Because so, so much 
to the degree that you're unconscious is the degree to which you can be manipulated and controlled. And because every single one of us has a subconscious and has aspects of us, of us that are unconscious because source consciousness has a subconscious, we are all subject to that. We are all in this process of waking up. And in that process, when we wake up and we realize that there are forms that acknowledge that that unconsciousness exists and then exploit that to then siphon or harm other beings consciously. Now you could say that it's consciously because there's intention behind it. There's a knowing on some degree, right? I've talked about this before. There is a hierarchical ladder of this taking place. So not every being who is participating in the paradigm which strips other beings of their free will and exploits their unconsciousness is doing this consciously. There are degrees and levels to which beings, that's the best way that I can put it without labeling it human or or labeling the specific form, there are degrees to which these beings are aware of what they're doing. But when we start to wake up to that lens, it can be very easy. I have witnessed it in myself And I've also witnessed it in other people who watch my content, that there begins to be this slipping into a victim program. Why the other half of this paradigm, which is what I spent the first three years building based on other teachers and information that I was delving into, why that is so important is because we have to understand the role that we play in all of this. We have to realize that the the other trap is to, again, fall into us versus them. Organic timeline versus artificial timeline. For the law of one versus against the law of one. Because as I've stated before, this is not a war that can be fought through fighting. This is not a war that can be fought through overt battle We simply have to pull our consciousness from any of those constructs, not allow them to be fed so that we are actually consciously creating. So when we talk about what it is that we're doing here, we have to marry both of these paradigms. We have to understand all of what I was just speaking about which is that yes, evil, as you know it, does exist. It is not all, there is no evil, there is no bad, all, everything is the same, it's all you. That would be to be ignorant. At the same time, if somebody tries to jump into this reality and understand this concept without a foundation, which is what a lot of religious programming is. You see, a lot of religious programming kind of plays out in that loop. If that is not grounded with the understanding that you are an infinite being, a very powerful being who is in the process of co-creating because you do have an access to free will. You have access to free will. You You jumped on this live. Now we need to consistently be questioning ourselves and asking ourselves, is what I'm choosing? What I, am I really choosing this? Whose thoughts are these? Where is my power? 
Who am I giving my power to? How much do I believe I'm actually creating my own life? These are all really important questions that we need to be asking ourselves. Don't just jump on the bandwagon and just say, oh yeah, I create my own reality. Because a lot of people have parts of themselves and don't believe that they create their own reality. Because everything in their life has shown them otherwise. If I created my own reality, well, why would I create a childhood where I was abused in? Why would I create... As God, why would I create this, this, and that? We have to be able to marry these two concepts and understand, again, what, where are we? Where, what is the fallen realm of the matrix that we're in? And ground that in the solidness of your ever-expanding infinite self, your being self, your truth, which is that you are a co-creator. That means... That if we're looking at something like what's happening in the world, let's say as it relates to the pandemic, pandemic, as it relates to this massive shift that's taken place on the planet in the last year and a half, that means we don't get to just fall into the place of, oh, this is all happening because there's so much evil in the world and I have absolutely no control. That is a program. That's not the truth. That's not the full truth. Everything is sort of a half-truth. There's always another side to that. And the other side that grounds that other, that thing that could spin us out into a victim program is always the thing that takes you back to your personal power, your personal sovereignty, and the truth of you as a creator. So within that paradigm, we have to be asking ourselves, what would I like to create? What would I like to create? Okay, why would I have, possibly why would I have been co-creating with the old paradigm? I'm not saying that at your core, as this being who's connected to everything, that this is ultimately what you would have wanted for humanity. But how could it actually be helpful for me to see it through the lens of, how did I want a total system collapse? How is it that what was going on wasn't working? It's so easy to get sucked into, like I said, this victim mentality of, oh my God, this is so horrible, all this stuff is happening. But how is it a good thing that this is happening? How is it that was what was going on was playing out in the shadows and wasn't working in a way that now you are more aware than ever? Because you're only going to be more conscious every single day. You can't backslide in consciousness, that's not possible. So if it's true that we're all co-creating, why would the collective subconscious of humanity choose to participate and co-create in something like this? Perhaps for our own ascension. So it isn't just about the fact that human beings have been capped, our consciousness has been siphoned. We have been cut off from true ascension timelines to the point that we are moving into awareness about what is actually organic. It's not just about that. It's also about the fact that within that construct, as infinite beings, we decided we wanted something different and the only way to create something different is to destroy what currently is. And that process is happening internally and it's very uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable to feel everything that you were Everything you were patterned after 
watching it die. Because who are you when all of that dies? What is left? What I would argue is that what is left is probably love. When you throw things at artificial constructs, when you throw things at yourself and you watch things crumble, it means it wasn't yours to begin with. What is left? We're all experiencing ego deaths, reconstructions, rebuildings, and then rebirths. So for those of us who are in the process of co-creating a new earth, it's very important that we stay in a space of understanding what is our power and what timelines are we feeding based on our beliefs, our thoughts, and our emotions. Because in a single choice point, you can teleport and transport yourself to a different timeline. We're doing it all day long. So what timeline are you in? What timeline do you want to be in? And what choices can you make right now that are going to continue to line you up with the reality that you want to create and be in as an infinite and ever-powerful creator? Understand the context with which you're creating in and choose to not feed that your power but instead to feed your power into what it is that you are doing here instead. That is how we break down the old system. That is how we create a new earth. It's very simple. And anything that dies in that process needed to die or be transmuted for something more true, more exalted to exist in you and out here. So the last thing I'm going to say before I close out this live is that when we're being activated in whatever way it is, it doesn't even have to relate specifically to this large theme within the collective. When you are being activated in any way, remember that this is a holographic mirror. What is this trying to tell me? What do I need to, what kind of information do I need to gather from this? What vulnerabilities is this exposing in me? What paradigms are calling, being called forward from my being that are asking to be re-examined and potentially broken down so that something more solid and true can be built instead? Let me see if there was anything else. Um, there's also more play in that marriage of those paradigms. In the marriage of those paradigms exists informed creation. And from this place of informed creation, 
things don't have to be so serious all the time. We make space for play, for innocence. Something which I feel like just can't really exist in either, like when you're in a reality of like, I create my reality and everything is a byproduct and a mirror of what's going on internally. It's like we're really locked over here. And when we're locked over here in this is happening to me and there's evil in the world and it's trying to cap my consciousness and prevent me from actually ascending. These both feel very hard, hardened. It's either I'm taking all of the responsibility or I'm taking none of the responsibility. That's why it's called a co-creation. And in the marriage of those paradigms, I think is born a third element, which is very beautiful. It is self-responsibility married to context. There's a little bit more room Oh yeah, I remember where I'm at. I remember the context with which I'm creating. Maybe I can be a little softer with myself, with my human. Oh yeah, I remember I'm all powerful and I have the ability to create with other humans because it's a lot harder to do it alone with other people. Wow, okay. There's a little bit more softness in that, being held in the other. And then, and then what's possible? I don't know. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to find out. Because we're all doing it together. Literally day by day. So I love you guys so much. Ah! This is like falling over. <sighs> I hope you guys are doing well. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to, for, to do some yoga. That's what I'm going to do. Get the fuck outside. Things are a shifting and you get to decide what that looks like. Nobody else. I know we're all, a lot of us are operating out of very parallel realities right now. That can be very painful. We have to remember and what has taken place within the last year and a half has been one of the largest psychological experiments ever conducted on human beings. Much of what makes us human in this connection has attempted to be stripped. But it's ironic because for many of us, it actually woke us up even more to what we really want, what we really need. And then we started to get real fucking serious about creating that instead of waiting around for some other, I don't know, just waiting around for something. We're like, oh, it's go time. Oh, we're running out of time. Okay, yeah, we're gonna do this now. So it's ironic because a lot of times when beings are, 
attempting to be capped from their ascension process, it actually just accelerates their ascension process. So we can just laugh along the way and be like, oh, that was a good try, except for it blasted me into my own awakening and all of the people around me. And even if it doesn't look like certain people are being blasted off into their own awakening, whatever reality anyone is living in is still a part of the awakening process, even if it doesn't look like it. So, I'm sending you my best. Be well. And be clear. <laughs>